Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. What's up, y'all? Come on now. Man, it seems like it's been a long time. I miss you guys. You know it's an honor and privilege, you know, to that you're taking the time of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life, to even join this conversation. Listen, a lot has happened, y'all. Woo! Stand to your feet. How you feeling? Man, I know, listen. We got people upset on one side, upset on the other side, upset on all sides. But what's the difference? Listen, ever since the first of the 2020, since it started, uh, since Kobe passed and then right into COVID and then with all the different uh, social uh, injustices all over the place. Listen, listen, we got people got stuff everywhere. And then those that are joining us for the very first time, let me just say welcome because I don't take that lightly. You know, you could be doing anything. Uh, right now, listen, like I just said, everything that's going on right now, you could be joining other conversations. Everybody's talking right now. We got people on highs, people on lows. We got people think change is coming. We got people think no change is coming. We got people think that we're about to be a socialist, communist nation. We got others saying we have a rigged election, which we always have a rigged election. Don't get me started on that. We got people marching for this, marching for that. Listen, there's a lot of stuff you could be doing, but you decided to join this conversation. I just want to say welcome and let me let you know what this is a day with Pastor Way is all about. We discuss various topics, many topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, I mean all of us, no matter what you think, feel or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have a conversation freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Way. Listen, there's a reason why we cho chose this conversation. You know, there's many things going on when you talk about faith, people losing it, people not having it, uh, people questioning it. Listen, we're in uh, uncertain times. Many people are experiencing various challenges that could be affecting your faith. Doubt can be creeping in right now. Uh, you may feel paralyzed and cannot move. Listen, I know a lot of people are feeling paralyzed and cannot move. I've been doing Bible studies and, and people are upset because the church is contributing to the paralyzation of the body of Christ, not moving, being affected or infected by the world. You know, we have now, the church has now conformed uh, to the world. Soon as the, the world gets all scared and says this is happening, which there's so much misinformation, disinformation, the church said, oh, that's what they said. We're going to just close up shop. And therefore, a lot of people are frustrated with the church. A lot of people are leaving the church. A lot of people are just being the church, which which is themselves on their own gathering and fellowshipping uh, with each other and really discussing the Bible. And then it's really doing what the Bible says, ironing, sharpening iron. But a lot of people don't have the ability to do that. And uh, I'm one of those, even though I'm a pastor on staff, I'm one of those that believe that we are not relevant as a church body, as the institution of church right now. We're just not relevant at this time. But hey, it is what it is. 
But the reason why we're having this conversation, how to apply faith, is we're going to go back to the basics. You know, you know, the church is always telling you, uh, use your faith. Faith is musty, blah, blah, blah. But but what does that really mean? We have to give people tools, uh, how to apply it, how to actually use it. And then this conversation, whether uh, where, no matter where you are in your faith walk, whether you don't have any faith at all or if you have a faith the size of a mustard seed or even the faith the size of a watermelon, there is always, 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 always room for growth. Always remember, if you're not growing, you're dying. You're constantly learning. Even the, the bishop of the bishops, if he's not learning right now, he's dying. If she's not learning right now, she's dying. You got to be learning. Your Growth uh, sometimes hurts. Change definitely hurts. But if you if you just uh, stay where you're stagnant or staying exactly where you are, then that means you're dying. You got to be growing. We got to be getting better. That's why we can't be uh, social distancing uh, in this time. I don't care what's out there. There ain't nothing out there uh, worse than what's already been out there. Uh, so uh, keeping people together, uh, that's how you weaken and control the people by not letting them congregate or, or keep them away from each other. We're stronger together. Listen, oh, why? There's an old mentor that used to tell me that uh, a group of spiders can capture a lion. Now, no, that's crazy, right? But when you think about it, if the spiders would all to come together and use their webs together, they would be able to capture a lion. And that's what happens right now in the church. Because we're so spread out together, yeah, you can be powerful on your own, but guess what? You won't have the impact that you need unless you're connected to somebody else. That's why social distancing is not of God. Yes, I said it. And if anybody got a problem with it, you know where to find me at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D <laughs> on Facebook Instagram or Twitter. I think my phone just rang right now, but hey, it is what it is. And so uh, we're just going to get right into it. If you haven't listened uh, to any of our other conversations and joined in on them, uh, go back and do that. I'm telling you, uh, even though this is episode seven of How to Apply Faith, uh, go and join the conversation on one through six. Listen, I'm still available even after the conversation. That's why you can hit me on any time on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm always interactive with people. You can always post to me, talk to me, text to me. All, you can do all that to me if you have any questions, anything like that. I am all always available because that was another thing in the Bible study that was discussed why people were upset when I asked, is the church relevant during this time? And they all said no. They said they could not touch the pastors, the bishops, the teachers. They couldn't touch. They couldn't uh, get clarity on things. They couldn't ask questions. They don't want to Zoom. They want physical connection and they couldn't do it and they were upset about it. And then they were mad also that their choice was taken away from them by the church because the church just closed up. I'm just saying I'm asking for a friend. I'm just saying. No, it wasn't me. Don't get mad at me. So uh, basically, go listen to our other conversations. Join those. If you have any questions, though, you can always talk to me on at Real Pastor Wade on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And always remember, Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Also, we have uh, many other conversations as well uh, about relationships, about how to treat one another, which is very important, especially uh, in this time. So join those other conver uh, conversations. Uh, you can always find This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on all the podcast platforms uh, that you use. Uh, it doesn't matter, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, all, whatever it is. Whatever you listen to a podcast, you can always find This Is Day with Pastor Wade there. So let's just jump right into it. We got a, a little information. You know, I'm trying to break this up in little chunks. No, listen, listen, my boy KC at I Am Music Group said, hey, look, hey, man, 
you stop giving them uh, them buckets. You need to give them a, a cup full because he said, I'm hitting too hard. So I says, OK, fine. We'll we'll narrow it down. And so I'm going to give you a uh, little uh, buckets today. We're going to go over. Basically, uh, we talked about how how do you get into doubt? Now we're going to talk about how do you get out of doubt? But before we do that, listen, you know, we always got to do our thing because when we about to take off in this flight, we about to take off together. And, you know, as they do on the airplane, we always got to say, make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright and locked positions. And if you feel any turbulence in this flight, that is only God shaking everything at the very root of what does not belong on this plane. And if you're listening with somebody, which you should be. Look at them and say, you ready? Look back at the other person and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. Let's get into it, y'all. How do we get out of doubt? I can just stop right there. That should be the question of for the ages. That's it. Everybody has that question. I don't care if you Bishop Tutu, Unu, whatever you, Bishop you are, from deacon to pastor, it don't matter. Teacher, apostle, evangelist. Listen, that is a question that everybody has asked themselves one time or another and then even the person with the biggest faith right now still ask that question because sometimes doubt creeps in i know somebody right now said not me yeah you too it does it does you wouldn't be human if it doesn't you know because sometimes when things just don't work out uh your way we don't like to be honest with ourselves especially if you've been in church doing the church thing for years and years oh not my faith Woo! i got faith that can move mountains oh yeah and doubt never never creeps in ever really seriously you gonna lie to yourself like that? Listen, listen, listen. I'll, I'll admit it. Listen, sometime, man, if it don't work out, I'll be like, I'll be using my faith, man. And I'll be just like, oh, it's not working out. And then doubt will try to creep in. And then you got to be like, no, nah, man, no. Nah. We just got to keep going just because it didn't work out the way I thought. At this moment in time, I got to keep pressing forward. And that's usually what happens. And so we're going to talk about how do we get out of doubt now? Because that doubt be trying to get in there, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. Understand this. Uh, you know, this may sound crazy. It may sound uh, trite and uh, quip. It may, you know, may sound crazy, but but it is what we are to do. And when we do it, it works. We are to accept God's plan for our life and then ask for wisdom to deal with it. Stop right there. Hold up. Let's look at that. So the easiest thing to do, if you're talking about how to get out, out of doubt, we are to accept God's plan. So that's one of the first things that we need to do is accept God's plan for our life. That's why when we use the scripture, now faith is, you know, sometimes we just, a lot of times it's taken out of context as far as using your faith to get things and stuff. And see, therefore, a lot of people waver in their faith or don't have big faith because when the things are stuff do not manifest it because they just said, they just said, now faith is just you, the substance of things, hope for it, evidence of things not seen just to get the stuff. But really now faith is now faith is not the evidence thing to hope for, but the things not yet seen. Well, what we're hoping for is in Jesus, not in things and stuff. So what happens is we not, we have not physically seen Jesus, but we've experienced him in different levels or we've seen him move in different levels. So that's where our faith and hope should be in, in that, not in using God to achieve things and stuff. Because remember, when you talk about uh, Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God, seek ye first the kingdom of God, not seek ye stuff, the kingdom of God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which means God's way of doing things and being right. And all these things shall be added 
unto you. See, when you seek God first, then be right standing with him. Then the things of the stuff are coming regardless. So this is what we're talking about. What are you using your faith for? We should be using our faith to please God, not to get things and stuff. And then the sad part about in our reality, in our world, especially sometime in a lot of ministries, is we equivalent that when you have a lot of things and stuff, that you are a person, maybe a man or woman of God that have great faith. And that's not the truth. Because in Deuteronomy 8.18, he says, I give thee power to get wealth, to establish the covenant. So uh, before he even foreknew you, he already established that you, he was going to give you power to get wealth. So that means things and stuff. But the reason why he gave you power to get the things and stuff is to establish his covenant, his agreement with you. Oh, don't get me start, man. I know some people are mad at me already, but listen, it is what it is. I know we got some faith ministries out there. We got prosperity ministries out there, blah, blah, blah. We should just have Jesus ministries. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Uh, did I say the wrong thing? We should have Jesus ministries uh, out there. But hey, I'm just, uh, I'm only a messenger. Don't get mad at me. Also understand this means we do not seek what we think or want or what others who are less mature have to say. Rather, we are to seek God and his word to give us the knowledge to grow and to get through. God assures us that when we seek him, he will respond. When we ask for help and wisdom, understand this, watch this, y'all. Jesus will give it to us. The key is to ask in faith. See, we got to ask in faith what we want. And the thing about that is what we're asking for in faith cannot be greater. We cannot be wanting the blessing more than we want the blessor. And that seems to be usually the case. People want the blessing, but not the blessor. Because if the blessor gives it to you, there are some unconditional conditions to be able to uh, be able to continue to receive, you know, without gaps, you know, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall a man pour into your lap. And that's another part of that, too, is God blesses through people. So you being in relationship not only with God, which is love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul and mind and strength. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So there is a formula on how this works. So you keep talking about how you have this great relationship with God, but nobody can ever experience love from you. Oh, boy. When they come around you, you they already see you have a bad attitude. They never get a hello, a smile or nothing from you. But you keep talking about how much you love the Lord. And then God's measuring stick on if you love him is how you treat your neighbor. I'm telling you, y'all, it all goes together. We have to always be in prayer and be trusting and faithful. This shows a confidence in God's power that without a doubt, he is there and he will help. For if we doubt, we will not have confidence and we will be tossed by our struggles to the point that we may drown us. Oh, my God. Is anybody right now out there feeling sometimes, you know, you're drowning in your struggles? And you may be questioning your faith. You may be paralyzed right now. That that mustard seed is looking like real weak right now. Like it ain't going to grow nothing uh, right now. It ain't going to move nothing. Because, you know, if we doubt, uh, we will not have that confidence. And then we'll be tossed. See, when you lose that confidence, you can be tossed to and fro, you know, like the sea, like we talked about in our last conversation. And then because you're tossed by your struggles uh, to the point that they may drown us, your struggles can be drowning right now.
Also understand this, we must seek the help of wisdom, not just knowledge and information. Wisdom is practical. Spiritual insight from God's values and then application of his righteousness and truth. We are to learn from this and be wise. Be understanding. Ask God for comprehension, his perspective, and then cooperate with him. Oh, boy. Let me help somebody. Let me say that again. We need to seek the help of wisdom, not just knowledge and information. Remember, wisdom is practical. Spiritual insight from God's values and then application of his righteousness and truth. We are to learn from this and be wise. Be understanding. Ask God for comprehension, his perspective, and then cooperate with him and then cooperate with him. There's some about that cooperation. And sometimes your cooperation is not a requisite of your comprehension. So just because you don't comprehend something, that is not a requirement for your cooperation with God. Sometimes God's way of doing things is not our ways or not our thoughts. So understand this, your comprehension of it is not a requirement of your cooperation. Oh boy, that's major. This means not just asking why, but how we can learn and grow. It is also a response of being godly, how we can please God in character and maturity. You can find those in Proverbs 1, 2 through 4, uh, also Proverbs 2, 10 through 15, also Proverbs 4, 5 through 9, Proverbs 9, 10 through 12, and also 1 Kings 3, and also Hebrews 5, 14. Also remember this, James tells us to ask God, meaning to beg God passionately and with reverence, realizing we are helpless and and in great need but understand this i don't really like to say beg because you know you can just we can just be getting begging you know there's sometimes when people just beg and they're just begging and they just don't care because they're begging and so i have a thing about we need to have a relationship with god where we respect and say look and ask him with passion but not be begging for it because God has already given us a lot of tools. He's also given us a lot of power and abilities to do things on our own. God is not here to get you a house or a car. God is not here to get you a husband or a wife. That is your job. Because today I've already set before you life and death. You choose. So there's a lot of things that you, he's already given you a dominion over this, uh, uh, over this uh, atmosphere. Uh, when on the earth, he says, I've given you rule, dominion and subdue. And so that's your job. Matter of fact, God cannot violate those rules. That's why when people say, oh, man, I just need to pray to God. I'm praying for a spouse uh, that he send me, he or she or whatever. And, I've, and my soulmate. Well, praise the Lord. There's a whole bunch of soulmates for you. You need to choose. And the way you choose is based on you see the God that's inside of them. How can two walk together unless they agree? to do so. So God is just waiting to see what you choose. Do you see him in the other person? And then if you do, then that's where y'all should start from. But you know, in our society, we like to start from the physical. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Listen, listen, you're going to have to have some uh, eye candy. I get it. There's going to have to be something about that person that you like. But really the ultimate deciding factor after we get past that physical is, is the God inside of him or her? I'm just asking for a friend because this is what we need to do. 
Understand this, that God is the source of wisdom and what we need. He is the one we are to go to for all aspects of life, good times and bad. He will grant our request as long as it is sincere and his will. If we do not trust and obey, watch this, but just rely on feebleness or misguided insights from others, we will be tossed. In other words, let me make this plain. We will be unstable, immature, and weak in faith. We will remain in our fears, frozen. Remember I said paralyzed, frozen in our self-made prison of misplaced desires, lust, sin, and misfortune. And yes, Watch this. We are to seek the counsel of others because, you know, there's a safety in a multitude of counselors, but from smart and godly people, not our foolish friends. Oh, boy, I'm I'm glad I'm not looking at nobody right now. You know, stop taking advice from TT and them, my cousin uh, and them. You know, because my cousin is supposed to be such and such and such and such. And, you know, they got their ear to the street. Stop listening to your cousin. Your cousin don't know everything. Oh, boy. Somebody upset with me now. But don't get mad at me. So remember, I said we will remain in our fears and frozen in our self-made prison of misplaced desires, lust, sin, and misfortune. And yes, we are to seek counsel of others, but from smart and godly people, not our foolish friends and people whose lives are just as messed up as ours or worse. We only become untossed. Watch this. By pursuing the anchor of who Jesus is in us. It comes down to what life is about. And life is about pleasing God. Not pleasing oneself. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. I need to do my praise dance right there. Uh, I'm doing my, I, I'm doing the kid to play now right now. Y'all, I'm doing kid and play. Now, everybody say on that one right there. That hit me right there. That, that had to pierce me for that hit you right there. Remember, it comes down to what life is about and life is about pleasing God and not pleasing oneself. We have a lot of self gratification out there. I just want to use my faith to get my things and stuff so I can floss so I can make it rain. I need to get that building. So because the other people got they built. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that either. I'm just saying, what is the reason why we do things? Why do we use our faith? A lot of times we're using our faith to get things and stuff not being pleasing to God. Uh-oh. It is about abandoning our desires and focusing on him. His plan is far better than our desires. That's Ephesians 4, 14 through 16. Again, life is about who Jesus is and what he did for us that's what our faith is in. That's what our hope is in. That's where our love should be in that. And building our faith accordingly with authentic faith, our object and loyalty is Jesus the Christ. He is what we hope for. He is what is to be seen. Faith is the promise of God that gives us the hope and the confidence to receive Act on, obey, and trust God's promises because God is sovereign and trustworthy. Understand this, y'all. Faith will help us perceive the world 
by what its potential is, not just by the suffering we experience and see. This helps us be implanted with hope. And that's Matthew 6, 33. I already quoted you that scripture. That's John 14 and 9. And there's Romans 12 and 2, R12, work it out. And that's Philippians 4 and 8. Oh, 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 don't get me started on that. And Hebrews 11 and 1. We may not understand. Come on, walk with me, y'all. Talk to me. Our problems or ever get to a reason for them. As Job did not. Oh, my man, Job. Ooh, Jesus. Job has some issues, y'all. Seriously. However, we can still trust in him who gives and saves who loves us and is, quote unquote, carrying us through. Do you accept his caring? That is really the question when you talk about how to apply your faith, how to get out of doubt. Do you really accept God caring for you? And here's another question. Is it enough for you? Uh-oh. Is it enough that God cares about you? Now, does that translate into things and stuff all the time? Him caring for you. Because, you know, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. But forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And he told us that was the model prayer of how to pray. So we, it's okay for us to ask for our daily bread. He's going to take care of us. But it's not the daily bread we want to ask for. Sometimes that ain't enough. It's the extra stuff that we keep asking for, that we get disappointed when we don't get. Then we want to get upset at God because we don't have the extra stuff to, you know, to make us feel comfortable. See, he's given us our needs, our daily bread for today. But it's that extra stuff you want to live off of that, that you're upset about. And that's where we have to get straight when we talk about using our faith. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the extra stuff. Listen, I like the extra stuff. And everybody, listen, everybody that know me, I'm Mr. Nike, Mr. Air Jordan. I love my clothes. I'm tailor suits. You know, listen, that's just who I am. But listen, at the end of the day, that stuff cannot have me more than my love or my faith in God. So therefore, because at the end of the day, when it's when it's all over and when it got in, uh, I transitioned from this plane to the next. Nigga, I'm not going to be in no Nike robe. Man, that would be hot, though. Uh, all white Nike robe. No, I'm just going to be transformed. But listen, I can't take nothing that's in this world with me there. You just can't do it. So we got to get to the point of why we doing what we do. Having faith is not having faith in things and stuff. Having doubt, uh, I wouldn't say it's not okay, but it's a part of being human because of our sinful nature. So then what happens is we have to focus on what gets us out of doubt, and that's our faith and our hope and who our Lord and Savior is. That's something that is above or outside of us that is bigger than us. Things and stuff can only make you happy, but it won't bring you joy. Uh-oh. Joy is a way of being. That's why you can have joy and be happy or sad because happy and sad are emotions. So you can be still have joy and be happy. Sad. That's why you can be at a funeral. You can still have joy, but your emotional response at that time is to be sad because you have just lost a loved one. Or we can be at a wedding and you can have joy because of the wedding, but 
what happens is you're crying, but those are not cr tears of sorrow. They're tears of joy or being happy. So that is the emotional response. That's why joy is a way of being. That's, uh, that's why uh, we need to focus on what brings us joy. And it should not be the things and stuff. It should be the God that loves us, that's taking care of us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the faith and the hope for we should have. All this other stuff, those are just extra because when we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto each and every one of us. You know what? It is sad how so few Christians, when faced with problems, uh, we really seek, uh, seek and rely on God. They most tend to only see their situation cowering in bitterness and anger, even aiming uh, that anger toward God. I'm just saying, I've seen it over and over again. They get mad at God and, and it shouldn't be that way. They do not see that God is indeed in control. That's 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 7 through 12. Understand this, thus many Christians or disciples of Christ withdraw in isolation, into isolation, bitterness and denial and avoid his true love and plan for them. We have to learn to learn. We have to grow so we can grow. If not, we stagnate and our circumstances will sink us. We have been given victory. This is what the Christian experience is all about. Our victory over sin and despair by what Jesus has done on our behalf. If we do not declare the victory, we only see defeat. Even though we already have the victory, we will be defeated. Doubts, y'all. Follow me on this. Watch this. Should not derail us unless the Holy Spirit is telling us we are going into the wrong direction. To know the difference, we got to be in prayer. We do. We also have to take comfort. Uh, the impossible becomes the possible in Jesus. Also understand doubt will hinder you greatly in your service and growth in Jesus. Doubt can actually cancel out your prayers uh oh, and his work in you when you doubt. We are not called to be perfect as he uses our weakness and failures. But doubt is like putting on your our shoes on backwards. We will be uncomfortable, hurt, and not go very far. We have to see how much God loves and care about us first. So we do not need to doubt. Have sin and discouragement got you by the heel and throat? That's a great question. You got to understand that's why we have to examine ourselves. Where has sin gotten you right now? Do you feel discouraged? You got to seek out why you doubt. Is there a good reason or are, is it from past experience or and fears hindering you? I mean, you can uh, look up Matthew 21, 21 through 22 or Luke 11 through 10. Those are great questions to ask yourself. Matter of fact, I want to hear your answers to this question. Has sin and discouragement got you by the heels or throat? And I want you to get me up on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade, and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And I want to really examine yourself. I ain't trying to ask you to put yourself out there. But listen, if you want to get out of doubt, hey, you're going to have to tell yourself the truth one way, shape, or form, and can't rely on somebody else to tell you the truth. You're going to have to be able to look in the truth, look at yourself in the mirror, and tell yourself the truth. And then once you tell yourself the truth, there is freedom in that. Who the sun sets free is free indeed, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 
It is not the truth that sets you free. It's knowing the truth. And when you're able to tell yourself the truth of where you are, you'll be able to move those mountains in faith. If we are stuck, understand this, then you have to take the initiative to reach out and accept his hand. Allow him to lead you out. Do not try to swim by yourself. You know, a lot of us, uh, you know, we got our heroes and sheroes out there. I'm going to do it by myself. As the waters of life are too strong, the currents and the tides of desires and wrong opportunities will overwhelm you. Anticipate what may lie ahead and prepare. This is James' whole point. Unequivocally, we have to reach out for Jesus and him only. That's why he is the Savior. He is the Messiah. Whether you believe in it or not, he believes in you. So listen, this ain't me trying to convert you or you listening to just Wade's opinion. I'm only giving you another perspective and you choose. Just like God said today, I set before you life and death. You choose. Listen, today I'm going to do what God did. Today I'm going to set before you <laughs> another perspective. You choose. So uh, listen, I'm not giving my opinions. I'm just telling you, these are some tools that can help you apply your faith. And I'm talking to people in the church and outside the church. Listen, because faith still works regardless. Listen, if you don't believe in God, guess what? God still believes in you. Because guess what? Jesus is our chief intercessor that sits on the right hand of the Father praying for us. Each and every one of you believers or non-believers. Listen, you are still part of the brethren, whether you believe it or not. I know when Paul is talking about, he's talking about those that are in the body of Christ that accepted Jesus, but I beg to differ. Not that he's wrong, but I think it's bigger than that when you talk about we're all brethren. Because every man or woman in this world that is born of a woman is a spirit. They live in a body and they have a soul, which is a mind. They are a tri Yoon being just like God is. So therefore, that makes us brethren. What we need to do is get on one in accord because how could two walk together unless they agree to do so? So what we have to do is we have to get to the point where we share common values, common belief systems, and know who the one true God is is that is the whole point it's about transformation it, it it's about loving your neighbor as yourself it's about showing the god that's inside of you to somebody else it's about feeding one another it's about clothing one another it's about uh, ironing sharpening iron oh my goodness life is really so simple the way god has it set up but we make it difficult understand this we can choose not to be bitter and rather be better know this we what we receive from God is good. What we receive from ourselves and others with personal agendas that are not centered on God are bad and distract us from our growth. If we are being real, keep it real, y'all. My boy TV always say, keep it 100. If we are being real with our spiritual formation, we will realize our need for Jesus and his continual wisdom. That's Matthew 5 and 3. The key is to learn to take your life and your surroundings as they are and then strive to build them up to what they can be for his glory. Not just as you want. If our hearts and minds are divided between seeking God or seeking ourselves, we will become double-minded and unstable. And we know a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We will become spiritually and emotionally unstable and thus sink in the waves of stress and life. We will literally be torn apart spiritually and physically by our stress and worry because we do not yield to the Lord. Let go, y'all, 
and let God. And that is just not a church jargon phrase. That is real talk. Allow your wholehearted devotion to be uh, in Jesus and not yourself. God will not make your decisions for you. I repeat, I'm shouting it from the rooftops as we close this segment of this show. God will not make your decisions for you. You need to seek his precepts and distill what is best for the sake and value and character. And then he will enable you to form and grow from it. That's Isaiah 26 and 3 and Matthew 6.33. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you this was going to be a quick one. We're just going to break it up in chunks for you. I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Listen, I can't wait till we get back together because I got more to share with you. We got more to talk about. Thank you for tuning in to episode seven of How to Apply Faith. I thank you for all the supported responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, faith without works is dead. Apply these tools to your to take your faith to the whole another level a special thanks you know it kc what's up with you holla at your boy at i am music group man thank you for producing this show erica duff for the artwork and the flow therapy morning show with coco b and frank nitty on the uncommon gospel radio network alex teamer aka a team always there gave me bass lines for the show also gave me new mics i uh, appreciate you bro been there for me in the background. Appreciate that. Pastor Warren Campbell, my pastor. Love you, bro. Love that man. Great leader. And Lena Bird Miles for this is day intro. An amazing job. Get up. Yes, you said I said it. Get up. Mornings with Erica Campbell, my first lady. I appreciate you. And a special shout out to all the California Worship Center family in North Hollywood. And remember to subscribe to This Is A Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can always follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like to discuss on This Is Day Facebook page or feedback on my Facebook or Instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.